So have the Bears found their men? It's game day. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin, Jonathan Hood on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. We check in on the Bears right now with ESPN Bears reporter Jeff Dickerson. He, of course, of Dickerson and Hood as well, as you normally know. Jeff, uh, it's Chris, Courtney, and your partner, Jonathan. So, Nick Foles is in town. How much longer for Mitch Trubisky is he even going to be on the roster at this point? I assume it'll be through this year, absolutely financially, but he, he cannot feel good about what just transpired here. Well, he can't, Chris. I mean, yeah, this year, you know, it's the final year of his original rookie deal. So the contract is only about $4.4 million as far as the base salary. The cap hit is around 9 plus, which is still pretty manageable, uh, even if Trubisky is the backup quarterback, which it certainly seems like, guys, he's, he's going to be at some point here. Um, $21 million uh, is fully guaranteed in that Nick Foles deal. Um, that's a lot of money compared to what they're paying Mitchell Trubisky, and we know that Nick Foles has those deep connections with Matt Nagy, who coached them both in Kansas City and Philadelphia with the Bears' new offensive coordinator, Bill Lazor, their quarterback's coach, John Filippo. So there's a lot of reasons why Nick Foles is here. And given that there's not going to be likely any sort of offseason program, and we don't know when training camp is going to start, the Bears guys might only have a couple of weeks to make their decision on a quarterback. I could see the scenario, just knowing how the Bears operate, that there's this illusion of a competition when training camp opens and Trubisky as the incumbent is the number one guy for the time being. But at some point, I think all signs point to Nick Foles being the quarterback based on the money they're paying him this year. Which is going to be awesome for Sports Talk Radio in Chicago because you won't have people calling in after games talking about Trubinsky. I will miss hearing Chicago accents try to uh, <laughs> waddle their way through that. Uh, but, you know... For By and large, it's a service for the people. Now, J.D., when you take a look at what this does for the alliance of Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, they've been in lockstep the entire time that both of them have been in Chicago in this regime. How could this possibly test them, though? Because certainly this is a move that you make if you're trying to save your job. Is there any way that you see this going where both sides could split and this could potentially splinter what those two are doing from their respective jobs? Here's how Courtney, it'll test them. And by the way, I'll miss the what's wrong with Trebinsky phone calls that we always <laughs> get. And those emails are wonderful. What's with this Trebinsky guy? Um, clearly, uh, Ryan Pace acknowledged that he needed Matt Nagy to have a big voice in the new quarterback coming in here. If you look at the previous two quarterbacks that Pace is responsible for, Mike Glennon, oh boy, and Trubisky, uh, Matt Nagy was not in Chicago for either of those two decisions. But Nick Foles is a Matt Nagy guy, so I can tell you that the head coach of the Bears and the new coaching staff had a voice in all of this. This was the first step, Courtney, really here, is getting Foles. Now, the true test of their relationship will be when the time comes when Matt Nagy says, okay, Ryan, I got to go to Nick. I can't play Mitch. Nick gives us the best chance to win. Here we go. And now as a general manager who really put a lot on the line by moving up and drafting Trubisky second overall, not taking Patrick Mahomes, not taking Deshaun Watson, that's going to be difficult for Ryan Pace to accept. 
We haven't gotten to that point yet because the Bears don't have to play a game next week. But when they have to start playing games and play the best quarterback on the roster, and when every single person in the building knows probably that person will be Nick Foles, that's when that relationship, I think, will be put to the test ultimately. J.D., I got a question about this Trubinsky. I got a question. Do you mind answering for me? I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. No way in appreciate um, I want to get your, your thoughts about if is there a game or a scenario that told you that Trubisky was trending in the wrong direction? Do you recall? Oh, I mean, the first game against the Packers last year. That was a nightmare. And I'll tell you guys why. You know, the Bears were coming off this 12-win playoff season in 2018, and Trubisky played okay. Remember, I'm saying okay. He had a six-touchdown game against Tampa Bay, who had the worst secondary in the NFL that year by far. That was a confidence-builder type game. When the Bears ran into good defenses, Trubisky struggled. But they still won because they had this historically amazing defense. If you think of all, if you watch the Bears that year, they had field position like you wouldn't believe because the defense gave them all this plus field position. They scored all these touchdowns defensively. The numbers offensively weren't great, but they were good enough. The hope last year was that Trubisky in year three would make these great strides. And then the Packers game, the opening of the NFL season, the centennial, and I mean, he bombed. He bombed. And that's when Matt Nagy said, uh-oh, this isn't going to work. I got to change things. And then he goes so conservative the next week against Denver that he almost loses to a terrible Broncos team. And early in the season last year, the Broncos were bad. They got better as the year went on. They almost lost that game on the road, had to kick a game-winning field goal to win. So right away, you knew last year that the offense that Matt Nagy was trying to run, this quarterback was not going to run it. And right there was the root of the issue, and it never really got better throughout the entire season. It's game day with Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin, Jonathan Hood on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. ESPN Bears reporter Jeff Dickerson joining us right now. They went out and added Jimmy Graham this week. Is that just hope? Is that hope at this point that he can help you offensively, that you have another weapon there for Foles or Trubisky to work with at this point? Because from the outside looking in, it appears as if the Bears just don't have enough weapons. Chris, I don't know what that move is. I'll be honest, my friend. I'm not sure what Jimmy Graham is going to bring this team. I mean, $9 million guaranteed. There's the no-trade clause that Field Yates reported on this morning. I've seen the contract. It's almost entirely front-loaded as far as the guarantees go, but um, they're going to pay him next year to be a major contributor on offense. That I can guarantee you. And if you watch Jimmy Graham last year with the Packers, for me, it didn't seem like he ran very well didn't catch all that well. It was almost as if the league had begun to retire Jimmy Graham on its own. And then the Bears swoop in, and they give him this deal, and they already have Trey Burton, who's been a major disappointment, the Philly special, who signed a a big deal three years ago, still has guaranteed money left on that contract. He's injured again, coming off another offseason surgery. Their former second-round pick in 2017, the same draft they took Trubisky, is Adam Shaheen. He's almost a complete bust. They have two very curious uh, tight end contracts on the books. They're going to have to draft a tight end. It's not a good class of tight ends. I think Cole Komet from Notre Dame is probably the consensus top tight end in this group. The Bears don't have a first-round pick. They've got two second-rounders. They might use one of those picks on a tight end. 
So it, it's a tough contract to justify. I can't tell you exactly what Ryan Pace is thinking. They haven't made him available yet because of everything that's going on. But I can tell you guys uh, that was not a move that was well-received in Chicago at all. So certainly he's on the hot seat of sorts, as we've talked about. But with Matt Nagy, I know that you can kind of look at this move and say at the end of the day, Mitchell Trubisky ended up being the scapegoat for uh, people trying to keep their jobs. But how much pressure do you think is on Nagy from a play-calling perspective to try to get this offense back to the version of itself from 2018. Now, the knock that Nick Foles gets a lot of the time uh, is lightning in a bottle. But for a defense that's still this good and has a lot of key players back uh, and ready to go for 2020, it doesn't feel like you need more than lightning in a bottle. Can Matt Nagy bring that out of Nick Foles, and how does he get there? Yeah, and they weren't even that good in 2018 either, Courtney. And I think that's really the crux of the issue is, you know, the offense hasn't been uh, what it needs to be. Now, I think that a common theme that – common thread here is that the quarterback has been primarily, except for the games he's missed due to injury, Mitchell Trubisky. So changing that out probably uh, in their minds is going to help. But, But I thought Matt Nagy, guys, was very honest when we spoke to him at the Combine. He's got to change the offense. Can't run what he ran, um, you know, the Andy Reid system, the true Andy Reid, Kansas City system in Chicago. Uh, it's going to have to be more of a West Coast style. They're going to change it up. They've got to run the ball more. They drafted David Montgomery in the third round at Iowa State last year. They never committed to him. He had okay numbers. But, again, if you watch the Bears, there was never a rhythm established on the ground. The run plays were not very creative. Tariq Cohn, I mean, touched the ball a crazy number of times and had like 400 yards of offense. I mean, he was the king of just running out of bounds. You've never seen anything like it because there was nothing that was working. The offensive line didn't block well. So I think Nagy certainly identifies this. That's why there were so many changes made to that coaching staff. He got guys in here that he has more of a relationship with. And I think the one thing that people forget is like when Matt Nagy leaves Kansas City, Andy Reid says, I love you, Matt. I wish you well. Oh, by the way, you're taking nobody from the coaching staff with you. Like, that happened. And Nagy's like, okay. And so he hired these guys based on recommendations that, most, for the most part, he had not worked with before. Well, that didn't work out as well as he had hoped, so now he has a chance to recycle some people, bring in some old allies, and the hope is that collectively they'll figure this out help out the quarterback, but again, running the football has got to be something they do better in 2020, and I think everyone in that building acknowledges that. Jeff, with the move for Nick Foles, how close are the Bears to Green Bay or Minnesota in the north? Uh, I, I, I don't think they're – I think because of their defense, you can't say that they're light years behind them, but I would say right now, based on what the Bears have done and who they seem that they're going to be, Right now, they seem like a third-place team in the NFC North. Am I wrong? I, I mean, I could see them, you know, being 7-9, and 8-8, eight and eight, maybe a couple of breaks go their way, 9-7, and seven, but I don't see enough. Enough has not been done on offense to convince anybody that the offense is going to be dramatically better, and I think it has to be dramatically better for the Bears to be a playoff team. 
Jeff, I'm not going to lie. This hasn't been a real big pick-me-up as far as the Bears well, are Well, you know, Chris, unfortunately, the Bears, uh, they're not really the, um, the, uh, the magic elixir when it comes to these dark times right now in society. Uh, because even in a worldwide pandemic, you can count on the Bears to make questionable moves. <laughs> Jeff Dickerson, ESPN, covering the Bears. Great job, Jeff. Thanks for the time, man. All right, guys. Take care.